Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. We're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find out more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, we hope you enjoyed today's program. Things happen in the church that we would never suspect. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 is one of those chapters in the New Testament where the Apostle Paul is dealing with an evil brother. Chapter 5 verse 1 says, It is actually reported that there is fornication among you, and such fornication that does not even occur among the Gentiles, that someone has his stepmother. This is Matt Miller, and I'm filling in for Chris Wilde, and Francis Ball has joined me for this dark chapter in the New Testament. Francis, I'm glad you're here with me for such a difficult life study message. Well, we need the Lord's wisdom and light for us to be able to see this in the light of the fact that it is a record in the New Testament. Yeah, and I think we'll be surprised as we listen the light that comes out of how Witness Lee addresses this difficult, dark chapter. I'm happy that uh, we're here with a life study of the Bible. I'm glad we're not approaching this without this kind of help. I think uh, as we get into our first portion today, we're going to see that it takes a strong spirit, and that's what the Apostle Paul had as he dealt with this situation. In fact, I'll read the verse that Witness Lee refers to in verses 4 and 5. He says, In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you and my spirit have assembled, with the power of our Lord Jesus to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. So the Apostle Paul was actually exercising his spirit, not even in the same city with the Corinthians, to deal with such a situation. As we listen to the program and as we share the program today, our prayer is that we would also be here exercising our spirit to touch this matter, just like the Apostle Paul did. Francis, let's go to Witness Lee for the first portion today. The spirit in writing this chapter must have a purpose to show us these points. Number one, there is such a possibility that even a real brother, one who believes in the Lord and who has been really saved, could still commit such a sin. A sin like incest. Without such a record in the New Testament, we would think once we got saved, we could never be so sinful again. Yet, there is such a record. Number two, this record shows us that once the church is of the central vision and uh, gets into the soul, right away the soul would 
open up the door for the flesh. Then the fleshly things will come in. Not only jealousy, but even such a sinful thing would come in. So, it is altogether dangerous and risky to have the church remaining in the soul. Our soul in the church life should not be prevailing. We should deny our soul. We should all learn to renounce our soul and learn to live in our spirit and to remain in our spirit and learn to exercise our spirit in every kind of situation. And this will shut up the door for lust of the flesh to come. Francis, it's dangerous and it's risky, Witness Lee said, to have the church life in the soul because it leads to the flesh. And that's a dangerous place to be, isn't it? Boy, I am really amazed at this kind of light that's shining on this passage, which seems and is so negative with such sin to be in the church meeting in Corinth was something that Paul could only deal with because he was a man in the Spirit and he was one with the Lord who is the Spirit. And by this way, he was able to handle this kind of situation in a way that the brothers there would not be able to handle because they had really gotten away from the central lane of what the church life is really aiming at, and that is for God to come into man, to be life to man, to really save us from sin and everything. But when we get in the soul, and even the whole church here seems to have been in the soul, that means they were not in the spirit. They were just in their natural thinking, their natural and religious concept. Consequently, this kind of thing opens the door for the flesh to come in, and that's what has happened in this particular case. Something very fleshy and sinful has come in, and they had not known how to handle this kind of situation. So thank the Lord for the Apostle Paul who exercised his spirit even to the extent that he was able to enter into their meeting when they were talking about these things, and he's able to shed the light on it that needs to be shed on it for this situation to be handled for the church life. Francis Witness Lee made a couple of comments, and I'd like to be more specific about it uh, before we go on to the next portion of today's life study. He said that we need to renounce our soul or deny our soul life, and we need to learn how to live in our spirit. What does that mean? I think we need to repeat what we've said many times on these broadcasts of the life study of the Bible with Witness Lee, and realizing what he has pointed out is that uh, how man was created with a, a spirit, a soul, and a body. And our body became the flesh. When Adam fell in the garden, our body became the flesh, and our soul became the self. And then the spirit was preserved for our regeneration so that the Spirit of God could come into our spirit and give us life. But if we stay in our soul, just our mind, emotion, and will, our natural man, we will certainly open the door for the flesh to be expressed. And that's what has happened in this case. And this is what Paul is referring to, that we need to deny our soul. We need to live in our spirit. And actually, Matt, what we really need to do 
is to live in our spirit all the time. Otherwise, we do not have a genuine church life. We may have a good organization, but we don't have the genuine church life unless we're in spirit. The scary thing, Francis, for me when I hear this is that such an evil thing of a man with his stepmother, this is just an evil, sinful situation, but it starts out by not living in the spirit. It's like you said, we need to be in the spirit all the time. Otherwise, we're in a dangerous situation of falling into some kind of sin because the, the gross sin comes out of a life not lived in the spirit, doesn't it? That's right. And that to just live in a natural way without the exercise of the spirit leaves the door wide open for the flesh, which still exists in our being, for it to be expressed. And these fleshly things can actually infest a church life. So we need to be people living in the Spirit all the time. That means we learn how to call on the name of the Lord, how to confess our weaknesses and our sins, how to take Christ as our life. And only by that way can we live a holy life. And I would say, like Brother Lee has said in other messages, that nearly every church is a church in Corinth. That is, we are just very on the edge if we don't stay in the Spirit We're on the edge of getting into the flesh, which would really damage the whole building of the body of Christ. Well, let's hope today's Life Study program can close the door to some of that infestation into the body of Christ. Yes, I do hope so. Well, let's go on to Witness Lee to see maybe some practical help on how to close that door. Good. Verse 2, and you are puffed up. All you members in the church of uh, Corinth are puffed up. You are so proud. You wouldn't regret for the gross sin among you. You wouldn't regret for such an ugly thing among you. So you are proud. You are puffed up. No doubt this was a rebuking word. And then Paul exercised his human spirit. You wouldn't remove this one from your building. But I did it. I did it by exercising my spirit. Paul's spirit was so strong. When the Corinthian believers were meeting together, he exercised his spirit to be with them, to deliver such a one to Satan. By this, you can see the Apostle Paul. He deals with the church not just by writing, not just by his doing, not just by sending Timothy, but by exercising his spirit. And this proves how much he is a person that lives in his spirit. And this also tells us how strong his spirit is. It is so strong that it can attend a meeting of the church far away from where he was. We all have to learn this. In his spirit, he condemned, you see, and he exercised his spirit to uh, deliver this one to remove this one out of the church. Francis, it's really good to see that there was such a man as the Apostle Paul 
who is able to exercise his spirit in such a strong way to remove this sinful man that was damaging the church. I think that's something we really have to stop and underscore here, that the church needs this kind of person with a strong spirit to exercise this kind of prayer, even from a remote area. I'd like to point out too, Matt, that Paul, in dealing with the whole situation in Corinth, which was full of negative things, I think at least 10 negative situations existed there, here is a man who is absolutely one with the Lord, one with God. In his spirit, he is exercising his spirit to deal with all these matters by bringing Christ to the people and ministering Christ to them and acting as one with Christ. In this particular case, he deals with this sinful man himself in the Lord Jesus. He's one with Christ, and he says, you came together, but you are proud, and you didn't deal with this properly. The kind of love that they exercised was not genuine love that would deal with the thing in God's interest, but they might have been trying to just bypass this particular sinful thing without much feeling at all. But here is one who's filled with the Lord. He's in the Spirit. He sees things from the Spirit realm. So he's able to size up the situation and knows how to deal with it in a very strong and definite way so that the building up of the body would not be damaged. The church life there in Corinth could be rescued because here's a man who knows his spirit and how to live and exercise his spirit. Well, Francis, I think there's a lot of church lives out there that could use this same kind of rescuing today. This is not just a story from 2,000 years ago for the history books, is it? No, it's not. And even to be able to deal with this kind of thing, we need a man who lives in the Spirit to have to come forward and help, not by his own wisdom or anything else, but because he's one with the Lord. And the more we have people that are living one with the Lord, the more the church life can go on and the body of Christ can be built up. And, you know, if you don't have such dark situations, it's hard for the Lord to show how wise he is, isn't it? In other words, this is such a dark situation, but the result of this, the Lord shows his wisdom, this person eventually gets recovered. That is a marvelous thing, because we need to go on till we get to 2 Corinthians and see how this ends, that there is a way. The Lord died for us to save us from sin, but he has to live in us to keep us from sin. But we're not in Second Corinthians yet, so we better go back to finish this uh, life study for today. And let's go now to our final portion with Witness Lee, and we're going to see how the church is typified by the unleavened bread, and in a practical way, how we can live a life sinless with eating Christ as the unleavened bread. Let's go to the final portion with Witness Lee. The church life is just a feast, a feast of the unleavened bread. But whoever in the church has an amount of leaven, this one has to be purged. Otherwise, he has to be moved out of the church life. Here, you have some good points and you have some serious points. To be moved out of the church fellowship is not a small thing. But anyhow, you could see this short chapter gives us a picture that the church life is a feast of sinless living. 
unleavened bread indicates a kind of living that is sinless, without sin, without leaven. You may say, this is rather hard. Well, it is hard in ourselves, but it is not hard in Christ. Don't forget, after the Passover, we all have been put into Christ. We must learn to live in Christ and to live by Christ. Then Christ will become our unleavened life supply. He will become the source of our sinless life, of our sinless living. So we surely can live a life sinless because we have such a source. We have this supply. And daily we eat him. We eat something unleavened, then we live an unleavened life. By yourself, it is impossible to be sinless. But in Christ, spontaneously, you are sinless because the source is here. You see, you do have a source, a sinless source. That's Christ. And this source becomes your daily supply, and the supply is sinless. It's unleavened. So we are feasting. We are feasting on the unleavened Christ. Then we live a church life which is unleavened which is sinless. Do you believe that this is possible? Well, Francis, do you believe it's possible? I heard a lot of amens there. Is it possible to live a sinless life in the church today? I think by the light that we've gotten of what the church is and that the church is a matter of being in spirit, certainly it is possible. But we need to be filled up with Christ. It's not only that we know him as our Savior and we're going to be with him for eternity, but we have to know what it is to live by Christ today. Otherwise, we will certainly get involved in sin. Our old nature is still with us. Our flesh is still with us. But we have a way out, and that is by getting filled up with Christ. To get filled up with anything means that you need to eat it. So uh, to get filled up with Christ, we have to eat Christ. Even Jeremiah knew this truth. And Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, he says, Thy word was found, and I did eat it. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Now, for us to be called by the name of the Lord means that we have taken in his nature, his character, his person, his reality, to the extent that we are one with him. He said, he that eats me, even he shall live because of me, in John chapter 6. And also, he said, if you drink this water that I give you, it'll be in you a well of water, welling up unto eternal life. These kind of passages show us that God wants to get into us, that as Christ incarnated and resurrected to be the life-giving spirit, he wants to grow in us till our whole being is filled up with him. Then we are a man in spirit. Then we can function like the Apostle Paul functioned in this case. So if we would be faithful to the Lord and get enough of his element into us by feasting upon him, which means by taking in his word, by praying, by fellowshipping, by confessing our sins, by receiving the Lord's inward speaking and the inward law of life into us, we can be a sinless people 
even though we may not be that mature, we can still be without sin. You know, Francis, this uh, matter of eating the Lord that you referred to was something that caused the disciples to stumble, it said in John chapter 6. It said, and many of them went back and said, this is a hard saying, I, and they didn't follow him anymore. And so I want to stop here and talk about this a little bit more I, and underscore what you just said. You basically hit what I want to say, but I want to say it again. Good. You know, in Philippians 3, Paul said, uh, for me to repeat these things is not irksome for me, but for you it's safe. (laughs) Yeah, right. And I think some of our listeners, that's my word to them too, you know, be patient with us. We're going to do some repeating here, and I think it's safe for you to hear it. So bear with us a little bit. This matter of being filled with the Lord and eating the Lord, Francis, you refer to that, and that's the only way is to be filled up with something is to eat it. My first thought was, is, you know, I grew up where we, every Sunday, we'd go to this place and we'd walk up to the front and we would eat a little wafer. And that's the first thing that comes to my mind when you say that, when you say we need to eat the Lord, because that was the kind of concept I grew up with. And you may be thinking the same thing out there as you're driving down the road. We want to give you a second thought, a different viewpoint that you might have never heard today on this radio program. And that is, What Francis said is the words in John 6, it said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. It's the words that we need to eat. And in Jeremiah, he said, the words were found and I did eat them. It's the words we're eating. We're not cannibals. You know, some people thought the early Christians were cannibals because the Lord said this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about eating physical flesh. We're talking about eating the word, taking the word in. Francis, can you say more about this point? Yeah. One of the main things I'm thinking is that people have misunderstood the Lord's table. In other words, what you're referring to, your experience in the past, was that partaking of the Lord's table, the bread and the cup that the Lord introduced, what's called the Last Supper. And that is something we practice weekly, just in remembrance of the Lord and in worship of God the Father. We do take the bread in the cup. And there is a teaching out there that says that when you take that bread, you're actually taking the flesh of the Lord Jesus, literally. This is not true. This is a picture, and this is a uh, an illustration or a practice that reminds us and causes us to remember the Lord in his death for us and to show forth his death, but remember him, that he's in us to be our life. And this is where we need to be clear that the way we eat the Lord is not by some kind of ceremony we go through, but it's by coming to the Word of God and praying with the Word. He is the living Word, and the Bible is the written Word. But of the written Word, the Lord Jesus told his disciples, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And if we take them by exercising our spirit, by praying with them, we get the life and we're growing day by day. I heard one time that you're either full of the Word or you're full of the world. If you're full of the Word, you're full of Christ. Right. And if you're not full of Christ, what are you full of? You have to ask yourself today as you're listening, if you're not full of the Word, what are you full of? Yeah. I would say it's probably something of the world, something other than Christ. But when you're full of the Word, you're full of Christ. The picture in 1 Corinthians 5 is a picture of of an unleavened church. And he's saying, purge out the leaven, purge out what's not Christ, purge out that sinful element, and that's the part that's not Christ. 
Francis, you have any final word today before we say goodbye to our listeners? I'd just like to say eating Christ is the way, and the only way to meet the situation and any kind of uh, sinful thing is to reject the soul, to deal with the flesh by the judgment of the Lord himself, by taking him as our sin and trespass offering, and by being filled up with Christ by eating the word. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to get a printed copy of today's message, you can call us at 888-543-3788. That's 888-LIFE-STUDY. Or just drop us an email at radio at lsm.org. Francis, it was a joy to have you with me today. Thank you, Matt. It's a joy to be here. On behalf of Francis Ball, this is Matt Miller. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.